Welcome back, everyone, to the latest episode of the Incubator Podcast. Coming to you once again from Incubator's Michigan headquarters in the business and tech district of Troy, Michigan. Today, Incubator President and CEO Sujal Raju provides his insight and expertise on the topic of GDPR, or General Data Protection Regulation. So let's jump right in and find out more about GDPR and other important security topics affecting today's digital world. All right, well, welcome uh, welcome back, everyone, and welcome to another Incubator podcast. Today we are here to talk about the important topic of GDPR, or General Data Protection Regulation. And once again, we're joined by Incubator President and CEO Sujal Raju. Uh, Sujal, welcome back for another podcast episode. Hi, Dave. Thanks. Uh, good to be back. Thank you, Sujal. Um, another important topic to talk about today uh, regarding uh, privacy um, out there in the website world, GDPR. Um, I'm sure you know quite a bit about this. Uh, again, an important topic out there going around the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, for for just basic informational purposes, what is GDPR? Uh, and I guess, and how will, how will it affect website security here in the U.S.? Yeah, and you know, so GDPR came into force in spring of uh, 2018, and it's a regulation that the European Union imposed on all of the European Union nations. Uh, and the main reason for this, and it's actually a welcome for all the uh, consumers or users, uh, really, it's a good news for all of us, even though it puts a lot of uh, it taxes, a lot of effort for organizations to, uh, you know, uh, abide by these rules and regulations. But basically, it's a way of standardizing all the data production laws uh, in those European Union nations and protects the personal identifiable information of all the citizens of European nations. So that's what the GDPR, um, you know, the main reason for that regulation came into picture. Now, how it affects us uh, or the websites in US is that if, um, uh, you know, any of any of the organizations uh, that uh, through their website collect or hold any information or process any information of the citizens of uh, any of the European nations, they now have to abide by these rules. Even though these organizations are not in European nation, uh, the extent of those laws are actually global. That means that uh, it, um, you know, it was created to protect the privacy, uh, you know, of the uh, personal and federal information of all European citizens. So at the heart of it, it protects all the European nation citizens. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's an excellent point because, um, like you said, it's a European Union-based regulation. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, everyone needs to worry about it. Everyone with a website needs to worry about it, especially in the, uh, the healthcare industry, say, um, with patient information. So, um, like you said, it does have a big effect on, on users of... Uh, patient patient privacy here in the U.S., not just in, say, the U.K. That is correct. That is correct. And uh, if I would like to add on that, uh, you know, uh, obviously at Incubator, we specialize in, uh, you know, helping a wide variety of clients. The majority of them are healthcare and judicial. And so I'll talk about those two. And uh, so in healthcare and judicial, uh, we collect a lot of, or in, actually, uh, if not collect, we also interact 
with a lot of uh, information about either the, the users who are patients or may have taken healthcare services at our hospital sites. And um, so that means that there is a lot of information. And even though we have the HIPAA rules uh, that we all have to abide by, uh, there are certain areas of uh, you know organizational um, electronic presence, for example, the websites or mobile apps, things like that, where um, you know it's kind of fuzzy f- uh, where, you know, hey, is this considered uh, you know, personal and fable information or not, things like that. So that's why it's very important that uh, we do know. And um, these two organizations, the judicial and healthcare specifically, I said, um, they do collect this because they have to interact. For example, at judicial, you might be searching for a case that you may be interested in or could be a part of. And uh, so as you interact with the website, what does the website do in terms of protecting that information? Is it holding it? Uh, in in uh, in a cookie, um, you know things like that. So um, it does create transparency for users so that they understand how this information is being uh, collected and what they're going to do with it and how um, they're going to uh, you know delete or remove that information once there is no more use for that. Uh, so that's um, you know kind of what's why it's important. And in healthcare and judicial, like I said, uh, like you know, these two organizations are already secure. Uh, and uh, but I think it complements HIPAA, and uh, it's actually a good reminder um, to uh, for these organizations to make sure that there's other avenues that they might have to take care of. Right, and like like you said, it complements HIPAA. So y- HIPAA is one standard out there, and this is mm-hmm. kind of a obviously a new situation. Um, Europe, you're European Union based, but something that would be very, very pivotal for these industries to take advantage of and start getting ahead of uh, right now. That is correct. Yeah, no, so HIPAA obviously was more applicable to healthcare information, uh, but in this case, it uh, you know encompasses a lot more, and uh, you know it's basically any personal identifiable information. So there's a long list, and it's important for all these organizations or anyone who uh, is part of uh, you know managing um, information, not just developers or not just organizations or vendors that might be involved with, uh, you know, creating websites or mobile apps or any kind of app development, but it's also anyone else who could be logging in to these applications and accessing it, they should be aware of what's going on and what they should or should not be doing. Um, great information uh, to begin with, Sujo. So uh, from a development strategy, uh, you know, so what, what strategy and or approach would you recommend for these types of businesses to, to make sure they're complying with these regulations? That's a great question. And uh, I know a lot of, there's a lot of confusion and uh, not even confusion. I think people think that there's a lot of sophistication that, uh, you know, is involved. Uh, a lot of organizations are also accessing like, hey, what's the effort uh, uh, that's involved. The the thing is, like, you should not uh, tackle the tackle it from there. But look at if you don't do it, what happens? You know, the the fines are very steep. Uh, it could be a couple of million dollars, or even uh, I think twenty million euros, if I'm not wrong, and up to four percent of your income if you're a global company. That you know, the income could be a lot more. So um, you know, I think it's very important uh, that all organizations um, actually. Uh, you know, take this seriously and apply this as soon as they can, um, because the GDPR is already in place uh, and eff- you know effective for since uh, I believe May of 2018. Uh, but then here in U.S. as well, uh, California passed a law uh, which is going to take into effect in January of 2020. So that's coming, uh, you know, very fast. 
Um, but, you know, like I said, like these laws are not specific to those in those specific geographical locations. Mm -hmm. They are applicable to anyone who uh, deals with information of citizens of that state or that, you know, European uh, Union. So at Incubator, we actually recommend a multi-step, uh, you know, approach or multi-step uh, implementation strategy. And uh, that involves um, building awareness first. So uh, you have to create an awareness program for your employees uh, and uh, create, uh, you know, uh, let them like educate them to know what exactly is involved, what is considered PIA, what is not. And uh, with that, what will happen is they'll understand and probably list out what all applications that they think do qualify for those that need to be taken a look at. Uh, the second thing they should be doing is scanning and doing a risk assessment of all their systems. So once you educate, you then scan, uh, whether it could be automated tools or it could be a manual process, uh, but you do a risk assessment and find out. And by the way, this includes third-party vendors too. So it's not just your organization, but if any other, you know, any vendors that are involved uh, in handling your data or, or providing services to you should also be assessed uh, to find out all those areas where, uh, you know, uh, uh, GDPR applies. The second would be, once you have done the risk assessment, uh, uh, you know, you would identify uh, the key areas which need to be changed uh, or, uh, you know, uh, sufficient information is posted so that the consumers know what exactly uh, we, are, uh, we are doing with the data that we collect. After that, um, once you've identified uh, the areas that need to be corrected or, or uh, you know, modified or enhanced, you then document all of the policies. So you then have to create policies uh, so that uh, your employees or anyone else in the organization knows uh, how exactly you're dealing with the, uh, you know, GDPR and what your policies are in terms of handling the data that, that you collect and how you process them and how you dismantle them once you're, once you're done with that. And once you have created the policies, then you should train your staff so now you have policies that you can actually ask your, you know, train them and let uh, let your employees know that you're going to enforce them and, you know, what they need to do, what the protocols are that they would need to follow. And once that has happened, then implement those strategies, implement those policies. And finally, uh, once you have done that, uh, you know, it doesn't mean that once you have done it, all is, all is good. Uh, I would recommend that the organization also have a scheduled uh, reassessment that they do periodically, maybe once in six months, maybe more frequently, or maybe once annually, you know, depending on um, how complex their processes are. And uh, I think that's a good strategy. Um, at least the first time, uh, it's probably going to take more time. But, uh, you know, it, it's it's worth doing that effort. And then after that, the subsequent uh, scanning and all that would be a lot more easier. Right. Well, uh, one thing you just touched on, uh, obviously, the most important element of this whole this whole situation, the consumer. Um, so we talked about how this affects the business and the strategies for that. So, uh, what impact might this have on the consumer, and should should they be uh, more attentive to how they use websites or mobile applications? Uh, that's a good question. You know, so consumers. This is actually a good news for all of us, right? Because uh, uh, unless these laws are are uh, stringent and uh, you know enforced um, it's very unclear right for for uh, technical and non-technical folks when you visit a website you have no idea what information they're collecting and um, 
this you know is not specific to maybe a form that you might fill in with your information but as generic as you know collecting uh, you know information on which websites you have visited you know just placing cookies for that matter like tracking what you've been doing you know all of this um, without these uh, laws uh, the websites do not have to disclose uh, how they're collecting and how they're using that information but now they have to let you know uh, you know what uh, what what they're going to what they're doing with your information so for consumers I would say like uh, obviously know that these laws exist and you can report them if you find uh, that there is information uh, that is being collected or or you can you have the right to actually talk to the organization uh, that uh, you are getting services from or interact with and uh, you can ask them uh, for uh, you know information on how they handle your data and you have the right to find out who had access to your data as well as have the right to say you know once your uh, once the, your interaction with that organization is complete you can ask them to actually, uh, you know, uh, delete that information, and and they have to comply with that. So so know that these laws exist. Know what your rights are, and then at the same time be alert. Uh, look for these. You're gonna see more and more websites and mobile apps when they do track or or use your information in any subtle way or where you when you fill a form, you have the right to know how they're gonna use that form. So you're gonna see more information posted on websites and mobile apps. Uh, saying like how they're going to use that, so I'm I'm sure you would have seen those new cookie policy pop-ups that mm -hmm. uh, that come up. So that's actually one of the things that are required now. So would it be more? Um, I mean, t talking about that obviously is is this for the consumer? Just thinking from the consumer side of it, is it going to be more intrusive? I mean, more uh, annoying type of pop-ups and things like that that come about about policies like that, or should as a consumer you? Um, kind of welcome welcome those things welcome those intrusions <laughs> knowing that you're going to be more secure at first you might think that they're annoying mm -hmm. uh, i would think because it's different uh, from what you have expected uh, right because uh, when you visit a website you don't necessarily uh, like to click on okay uh, or, or things like that right, right. but uh, i think um, understanding that hey this is the right thing and actually the organization that's doing that is actually doing it on your behalf in your best interest so i think it's a good thing and um, uh, maybe there's going to be different ways on how organizations do it. Uh, you know, this is fairly new, so we are still evolving in terms of how we can make it as subtle and less annoying for the consumers. Uh, but I think um, it's a joint, um, um, you know, collaboration, or I would say uh, joint effort between the consumers and the organizations uh, to accept that these are there to protect uh, you know information and it's good for both consumers because they know how their information is being used uh, you know with you, uh, there isn't um, a week or a month that goes by where you haven't heard of a breach somewhere mm -hmm. you know so um, yeah, so it's actually a good thing that uh, that we have uh, that this is coming forward cool. well here are a lot of people uh uh, a lot of businesses uh, talking about adopting new cookie policies, like you just mentioned, uh -huh. in regards yes. to these new GDPR uh, regula regulations. Yeah. Um, talk a, a little bit about that, a little bit more about that, if you could. Sure. So cookie policy is like a one subset, right? One thing uh, where uh, the European Union has enforced saying like, hey, uh, when you may not, when you do not collect information directly, there is some information that you collect indirectly. Uh, for example, Google Analytics, uh, where it's tracking, uh, you know, your uh, um, uh, traffic on the website. And 
could be pos- uh, creating a cookie so that it understands when you come back to the site or it could be tracking for their own advertisement purposes or for remarketing uh, in the marketing world where it's uh, crucial for them to know that uh, you know hey you clicked on a facebook ad and you then landed on the site because they would like to know the return on investment of their ads in in facebook or any such social media sites or other avenues where advertisements are placed so it is critical for them to do that so that's nothing wrong uh, in doing that however consumer needs to know that they are collecting this information and they have a choice to whether accept it and allow them to do it or they can decide to say like no i do not allow you to put cookie and and do that so cookies are used for several things um for example uh, you know if you're trying to log into a website it has to place a cookie so that it understands what your session token is and uh, you know from there on understand uh, that as you interact with the site that uh, you know it is you who would, who's logged in right so that's one way of uh, one way of using cookies the other is to know uh, the intrusional ones i would say is the one that knows uh, where all you have been so that uh, you know all the different sites that you have been and uh, traditionally these are cookies placed by organizations uh, you know that have access to multiple uh, websites where they could be using their services i'll take an example of google analytics cookie but it's not that uh, you know google obviously is uh, abiding by all of these regulations but i'm just saying like because they, a lot of sites out there use google analytics for tracking their websites google is in a position to know where all uh, for example dave i'll take your example if you have visited 10 sites today uh and all of them use google analytics uh you know their cookie could identify your traffic on all of those 10 websites and connect the dots and actually a lot more uh, know a lot more about uh you know your uh browsing trends and things like that so so that you know so these are things that you might not realize that are happening uh so the cookie policy is a good thing uh basically uh, there's different ways or different levels of how an organization could apply that uh at the minimum they should actually let them know how they are using cookies if they're using it for session management if they're using it for tracking purposes uh if they're uh, you know using it for uh, you know marketing whatever that is you got to be transparent about it let them know and at the minimum allow them to either accept it or uh, or disallow which means that uh, if they disallow you need to have a mechanism of how uh you could you know not use those or let the user know to log off the site right so that's one thing um and at the other end of the spectrum i would say is where you be transparent to them in terms of how you're using cookies and display options so that they have the ability to turn on and off the different types of cookies that you have so you're letting them decide what types of cookies you want or not because the other way that i had talked about just now Uh, if you disallow you basically letting them not even log into the site right because without cookies you can't track that you know the user is logged in and so so uh, that's why that first option is not probably applicable to all of you know even though that's the easiest way uh, but i think that's uh, not the best way for organizations that have a lot of online interactive apps um coming back to the second option or or the other end of the spectrum the the best option is where uh for each cookie that you are uh that you or any third party applications on your site could be creating and storing information and in, you make that transparent and let the users decide uh which cookies to accept or reject mm-hmm. and then based on that you just you know uh, throughout that session uh you know have that uh, you know those cookies that they have disallowed uh removed from their uh, browsing experience well 
uh, recapping, obviously, GDPR, it's a very, very important topic. Yes. And some, some uh, great thoughts there. Any last thoughts on why you know, you know, businesses should be uh, paying more attention right now? Um, I would say organizations should not wait uh, where this becomes, uh, you know, a strict regulation or wait for until a fine is imposed. Uh, right now, you have a lot of time, uh, and even though this is already in place, so I think we have less time, but uh, I think sooner the organizations can jump on it, uh, it's probably better uh, for them. And uh, like I said, it's good for everyone. It's not like, uh, you know, this is... Um, a regulation that um, you know organizations all of a sudden now have to spend a lot of money or budget for this but it's actually a good thing it actually uh, will help everyone as as consumers as well as organizations uh, to uh, better handle information and process them and uh, you know help uh, have a safe internet for all of us. Uh, Sujal is always great information for both the business and the consumer. Uh, thanks again for your time. Pleasure to be here, Dave. I uh, appreciate the time and uh, I hope it was uh, um, a knowledgeable uh, session of knowing what GDPR is. And as always, uh, you could contact us at uh, incubator.com for any questions or if you could help assess any information for you.